Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul On Demand Season 3 Episode 9 with Dirks Bentley. Now there's a Petty Country album coming out. Uh, Everybody from Dolly Parton to Chris Stapleton uh, to you recorded songs for the album that celebrates the life and music of Tom Petty. Have you heard any of the other songs other than the one that we've all heard that you did, American Girl? No, I haven't heard anybody else's stuff yet, but uh, you know, they must not have done a very good job. Uh, you know, they're letting us have the single. No, I imagine it's pretty, I imagine it's pretty good, but I will say what's cool. About, sorry, Chris. Chris, sorry, sorry, George Strait. I will say what's cool about our version is it's very, and I need to hear their, their versions. But ours, we were able to make it me. You know, and uh, if you're a fan of Dirks Bentley, you know that he'll roll you through some Dirk shenanigans. So it's going to be a lot of fun in this interview. If you want to roll back and listen to some of our past interviews, we just had on John Langston, who was Luke Bryan's protege, the Bellamy brothers. Toby Keith was on. Uh, you could go back far. Kenny Chesney's in there. Just search for Taste of Country Nights on Demand wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network. Let's get into this Dirks Bentley interview. There we go. What's happening, Dirks? Taste of hot country nights. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you been? Man, I've been good, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm really good. Just uh, kind of gearing things back up. Just been enjoying the uh, kind of the off time and working on some music, but really just doing more uh, you know, dad stuff. My girls are doing a lot of theater and my son's doing a lot of travel hockey and uh, just been doing all that that stuff. But yeah, kind of getting things going again. It's going to be fun, uh, fun, you know, fun year. All right. With this Petty Country coming out, do you have any first memories of hearing a Petty song on the radio? I have, you know, I'm old enough where you know MTV was a real thing. And uh, when Don't Come Around Here No More came out on MTV, I mean, that video, that trippy Alice in Wonderland, the cake, uh, and the big giant mushrooms everywhere. I mean, that had such a big impact on me. It was just like, who is this guy? This is like so far out there, and the music's so good, and the singing's so good and weird. And uh, so that's really my first um, exposure to him. That really, you know, I listened to it. My sister is three years older than me. She was a, a Tom Petty fan. That was the first time it really hit me like, wow. And then, uh, you know, I really got into country music, and, and I eventually really got into bluegrass music when I moved to Nashville. And my second real big exposure with Tom Petty was uh, the Del McCurry Band. They put it on an album in uh, 1996 called The Cold Hard Facts, and they they uh, did a cover of Long Long Road. And it's this, it's this crazy up tempo version of it, killer mandolin solo, and I love that band so much. And that the fact they cut that song really made me go back and dig into Tom Petty's stuff because that was my favorite band. I'm like, well, if my favorite band's cutting Tom Petty songs. I need to go back and listen to them. So that's really when I started listening to them again, and just. Hearing them with a little bit different ear, and uh, of course, working on this this particular project really made me listen to it all over again too. I mean, this song "American Girl," I, I've listened to it so many times, trying to you know working on the the record, trying to find my own version of this song with the bluegrass and the banjo, but also make it feel rock and country, and and trying to sing it right. I really listened to it so many times, and I'm convinced that the second verse of this song is some of the best singing in the history of any rock country band because his voice is just there's so much angst and you know it's just his voice is kind of has that brokenness to it to begin with so it's just so just the emotion behind his voice it's just unparalleled so I had a I had my hands full trying to cover the song but I, I like the way it turned out and I, I couldn't be more proud to be on this project did you ever get to meet Tom Petty I never got a chance to meet him nope never did uh always a, always a fan I love the fact that Tom 
was a country fan. You know, obviously he, his, his tastes uh, skewered a little bit more towards the traditional country music, which at times I've been part of that that movement. Uh, I've also been part of the more commercial stuff that he probably didn't like as much. But, um, uh, you know, he really, his music is so, I mean, the storytelling and the, the it's, 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 I think it's very, fits right in the country frame pretty well, country landscape pretty well. A couple of years ago before uh, he passed away, you know, he was really critical about modern country. Yes. Uh, yes. Stapleton and Church, uh, they replied kind of, uh, when someone like that is so influential and they speak out, does that resonate more within the country community? Well, yeah, it does. I mean, I really respect his opinion on, on that. But at the same time, um, you know, I, down the road, I won't be making too many comments. I, I I would hope about what the kids are doing because everyone is trying to carve out their own sound. You know, it's like everyone came here to Nashville and they they you know people we think are traditional now. Buck Owens, you know, Buck Owens was skewered for being pop. Buck Owens took out a full page ad in the Billboard magazine saying, "I will always stay country. I am a country artist." You know, because his songs are on pop radio. We listen to that now, or we listen to Johnny Cash now and go, "Oh." He's a traditional country artist. There's nothing traditional about those guys at all when they first came out, you know, and haggard and and using trumpets on their songs. I mean, so you, you got a little time go by to see what what is and what isn't. But I, you know, I respect the the fact that there's there's people out there and and folks that are trying to you know carry the torch and and protect the music. At the same time, I'm also very I give a lot of thought to these young kids coming to town, trying to make it, and they're trying to come up with sounds a little bit different, and and uh, and. So I don't know. I kind of see it both ways. Do you? Um, did you get to pick your song on which one you were going to record? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I, I knew this project. You know, Dolly Parton's on it, Chris Stapleton's on it, George Strait's on it. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised this the song hadn't been uh, chosen. It's such a, it's one you hear downtown Lower Broadway all the time. One I'd one I'd covered before. Uh, it's just a, you know, Tom has like that that critical appeal but he also has a lot of commercial uh, appeal you know and this, this is one of those songs i feel like crosses both is in both lanes you know it has the the critical cr- critics love it but also like you know you could hear it at uh whiskey row down lower broadway on a, on a saturday night because uh, fans love singing along to it so i was lucky to get it i love the way the cut turned out and uh i'm so excited to have it in my my live show it's like instant you know huge hit it's not just a cover song anymore for me now. It's like, hey, this is the song that he covered off the Tom Petty, you know, Petty Country album. So it gives us more of a reason to play it in our live show. Do you think when you do play it live, you'll be uh, like more nervous or is it more like euphoric that you're like, oh, hey, I get fun. to play this? I Yeah, I played it already. It's, it's, it's so great kicking it off because everyone loves the song. And it's, it's fun for me because it's right at the, the top end of my vocal range, you know, that second verse. Still so far out of reach. I mean, that's like when I, it's like, I, it is out of reach for me. So going for those notes, trying to get them. And then just the band loves the song because it's a huge jam at the end and has so much great instrumentation. So it's, it's fun for everybody. It's just a great song for us and obviously for people singing along with the crowd. Have you gotten to hear the other songs on the album? No, I haven't heard anybody else's stuff yet, but, uh, you know, they must not have done a very good job, uh, you know. They're letting us have the single. No, I imagine it's pre- <laughs> I imagine it's pretty good. But I will say what's cool. About- <laughs> sorry, Chris. Chris, sorry, sorry, George Strait. I will say what's cool about our version is it's very. And I need to hear their, their versions, but ours we were able to make it me. You know, it's it's got the we mix the bluegrass with the kick ass, and it's it sounds uh like like me. And uh, so and it's 
And it's, I think it's a song that it's got great tempo. And it's one that you know you want to drive around your car. You're gonna want to want to crank this up. So I think they picked a good song for for radio. Well, and a lot of people, when you put out The Mountain, a lot of people were talking about how you were channeling your inner Tom Petty. Was yeah. that accurate or intentional in yeah. any way? Now, there's some Tom influence on there. Maybe, maybe a little Neil Young as well. Uh, it was I uh, just that roots, country, Americana stuff. I love that stuff, you know. So I think they kind of both fit in there uh, and do with you know, kind of a rock sensibility. And so, yeah, there's a little bit. It was... I don't think there's any discussion in the studio like, hey, let's let's do Tom Petty here. I'm actually no, I'm sure there was probably a part where someone's like, hey, play that like you know, you know like you would hear on a, on a Petty track. So, but um, I've you know I, I've been influenced by so many different bands and types of music, and um, and certainly these guys are this Tom is you know the Heartbreakers. What a great band and uh, great songs and and uh, I think this project's a nice way to pay tribute to them and maybe turn some fans on to country that uh, to Tom that hadn't been turned on to Tom Petty before. I know when uh. When the the there's a big country collaboration, twenty years ago probably where country did a, a whole thing on the Eagles, and Travis Tritt's version of "Take It Easy" was like, God, I mean that that was such a huge song for me. So, hopefully this uh, is is in line with that. Uh, the Grammys happened uh, recently. Um, yeah. Taylor Swift set a, a record uh, for winning the most Grammys or, or yeah in a row. Hey, give me a Taylor Swift Dirks Bentley story that's not out there. Oh man. Uh, you know, I've known Taylor a long time. I think I met her when she was 12 or 13 and just moved to town. And, um, you know, I here's a funny story. I just finished um, a tour and it was I was on my I was at my house on Sunday night, just off the road, exhausted. This is probably 2016 or 17. And uh, we wanted to go see Taylor Swift because I have two young daughters and I love Taylor, too. And she's coming to Nashville. And we thought, well, Nashville's gonna be so crowded. Let's go see her somewhere else. And I looked up and saw, she, and two nights she was playing in Kansas City. Or maybe it was the next night. I'm like, wow, she's playing in Kansas City tomorrow night. Maybe we should go there. And my wife's like, maybe, you know, we're so tired. But I was like, well, let me just check in with her manager. So I texted Tree. And two minutes later, I get text back from Tree, her manager, saying, yeah, Taylor wants you to come and she wants to sing a song with you. So I, I look at my wife and I go, well, looks like we're going to Kansas City. She's like, well, I'm not even sure if I want to go. I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, we're going now. Taylor wants us. To, I'm singing with Taylor. So we, long story short, here I am on stage with Taylor for the sound check. And Taylor was one that broke. And she was the first one to do those uh, bracelets that light up. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, on every mile of memory, your song, what color do you want the bracelets to be for your song out there? And I go, I think I want red. And she kind of looks at me like, you know, Return of the Jedi when they, they go, these aren't the droids you're looking for. She looks at me and she goes, I think you want white. And I go, you're right. I do want white. And she goes, white will pop. I go, yes. You know, she's just, she's so in control in a good way. And yeah, she's yeah. just, it's so thought out. And she wanted me to have my best, you know, moment up there. And she, you know, the white light really pops. And I don't know, my kids this time around are like, hey, dad, um, are you performing with Taylor on the Eras uh, tour? I'm like, y'all. That was a long time ago. She's moved on. But uh, she's always been so nice to me and my family. So we love Taylor at my house. Um, I spoke with Garth Brooks not too long ago, and he was telling me a story about when he first got signed, they wanted to change his name because they were like, what the hell is a Garth? Yeah. Did you ever get any pressure uh, on that about that with Dirks? God, I wish I had. I would have changed it to something cool like Buck Bentley, you know, or you know, something, something, something. Bad. I can't believe I can't believe they let me, you know, out of the door with Dirks. What a weird name, but um, they did, and 
No, but I never had any capital. Same record label as Garth, but uh, maybe under different management. I had, I had Mike Dungan, and uh, nope, never, never word about it. I can't believe it. What's a, give me a really funny story that you can recall of being recognized in public? Like, were you ever somewhere where you're like, I don't want anyone to know it's me, and then boom. Oh my gosh! The last uh, I, I was at my son's hockey tournament down in um, where were we? I think we were in Tampa. And uh, some guy walks up to me, and goes, "Hey, I know who you are." I'm like, uh, "Leonardo DiCaprio? Who do you think I am?" You know? And he's <laughs> like, "No, you're that you're that country singer." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I I am." And he goes, "You're Chase Rice." I go, "That's right, I am Chase Rice." So and I'm trying to look this up on my phone. I I took a picture of this guy. Ah, I stopped pulling up. I took a picture of this guy and said, and I sent it to Chase Rice, going, "This guy thinks I'm you," and he was so excited because I can't find it right now. But I he was like, "I get mistaken for you all the time," and now. You're finally getting mistaken for me. So it's actually not just one guy. Is everyone behind the bar thought I was Chase Rice? So I, I took pictures, signed stuff, and then got the hell out of there. But uh, I, I, yeah, that's that's one of my most recent uh, most recent mistaken identity cases. Uh, congrats, you and your wife just celebrated your 18 years married. Uh, do you guys still get each other gifts? Guys, it's been that long. It's it's really felt more like 50. Uh, no kidding. Um, that little. Uh, no, we've, uh, it's been a great 18 years and uh, we, uh, not really, you know, um, a gift for us is just like the gift of time. If we can, like, I'm, you know, a morning to go, go on a walk or a hike or go do something together, that's about, as, you know, that's, that's about all we need. That's, that's all you can ask for when you've got this much going on. But um, no, it's, I feel very, very lucky to be married to her, and uh, it's been a wonderful, uh, wonderful eighteen years. What's your wife's favorite Dirks Bentley song, and her least favorite mm. Dirks Bentley song? Favorite song of mine? Gosh, um, she loves "I Hold On." I wrote a song about her called "Black." She loves the song "Black." Um, she loves, uh, you know, she's. Let's see how I'm going out. Is kind of like the, the tracks towards the back of the record. She tends to kind of go for too. Still off the new record. Uh, least favorite song, man. She can be a harsh critic. You know, I can come up with a song I just wrote and play for, her and she doesn't not mince words. She she'll just be like, "Nah, I don't really like that." It's like, ah, oh, dagger to the heart. You know, you're hoping for at least a. That's pretty good. But uh, she's definitely, she definitely, and not she's not overly like involved in any of that stuff. But you know, you, she can she'll just tell you how she feels and. Uh, which I appreciate. I need that for sure. Okay, two more here. Um, last fall, we saw you teaching your daughter how to drive. Can we get an update on that? Oh, man. It's still just as scary. Uh, I would like someone to go on Shark Tank and invent, invent some sort of like temporary break you can establish on the right side of the car, maybe even a steering wheel. Um, or like a, you know, like those old airplanes with a yoke, you could throw it over and you can control it <laughs> on both sides because there's sometimes it's, 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 it's not bad, then all of a sudden you find yourself in a, a road, you're like... You find yourself in a road that you never thought was dangerous before, but now that you're sitting in the passenger side and <laughs> and she's miss she's missing every mailbox by like that much. You're like and there's ditches you'd never seen before on the sides of the road. So it's still just as scary. I got about six more months before she has her license, so we gotta keep working on it. But uh yeah, it's it's a that is a major rite of passage when your daughter or son starts driving you around. And finally in twenty twenty four, man, what are you up to? Big tour, you know. We got the Tom Petty track coming out. I'm working on new music. I'm going out with Chase Rice. We got great openers like uh, Randy Rogers Band and Stephen Wilson Jr. and Zach Top and uh, Lee Bryce. I mean, gonna be pretty pretty sick lineup out there. So uh, just excited for that and uh, just just being around 
you know, helping out at home and uh, doing the dad stuff. So it can be a good year. I feel like you and Chase Rice should flip flop, not tell people. I'm thinking the same thing. I think he, yeah. you know, I can go on the middle slot, be getting my bed around nine nine thirty, you know, put a put a movie on, and he can close <laughs> the show. I'll do his songs. He does my songs, but I still keep the headliner pay. He, yeah, we're, not, we're, not, we're gonna swap everything except money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I, I was George Jones and uh, and Buck Owens used to fight over who could have the middle slot because they both wanted to be back on their bus watching Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith's show, so they would like literally fight. No, I go, I go first. No, I go first. Uh, now everybody wants a headline. I'm like, why do you want a headline? Let's get this. Let's get a little eight to eight to nine and and, and call it good. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun having them out there. We can have some fun with the crowd. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate the time, man, and we love with the song. Good, good job, Thank you. man. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, brother. Well, you take it good easy. Good seeing you. If, if even over Zoom, good seeing you. Yes, sir. We'll see you later. See ya. All right, let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to go over this latest interview with Dirks Bentley. What's going on, Billy? I thought the heart of this interview was the Tom Petty's thoughts on country music uh, because that was something I think a lot of people are going to go right to when they hear about this tribute album. It's like, wait a second, Tom Petty, he, he was critical of modern country music. What's up with that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was kind of scared to ask that, honestly. I didn't know how... I didn't... Re- uh, I didn't really want to put Dirks in that position, I guess, because I, I know that he's he's you know is a good guy, and I I didn't know how he would talk about it, but he man he handled it so good. I, I feel like the yeah I, I I didn't know too much about what Tom Petty had said about country until I looked more into it for this interview, and I feel like um, he nailed it, the, Dirks Bentley, the way he said it. Although, would, do you think Tom Petty would? appreciate this as much as country fans do well we've been privy to the full track list which hasn't been released publicly yet and seeing that track list i would say yes but had it included um had it been heavy on like super new artists uh then maybe not okay. you know what i mean yeah like i, I think he had his criticisms of country music but i i uh, well, it's out there that Dolly Parton and George Strait are a part of it, and I, I, I do think he would have been very pleased with, with that because they're both legends in their own right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It might be kind of a prickly situation for him. But Dirks, do you think Dirks knew the question was coming, or do you think he was just kind of able to give that off the top of his head? I think he was able to give that off the top of his head because I, I don't know that – I don't. I'm not sure if – other people would I'm not I don't know I don't know if anyone would would ask that it's kind of like um it's kind of a downer <laughs> you know here's an album about a guy that just passed away you know redoing all of his songs by the way he did say something really bad about the genre in general <laughs> that's re-recording this album let's talk about it you know and I think that Dirks handled it well and I think that's honest to God truth I, and I think yeah. that Dirks is good at also joking away things by saying that, you know, the other people's must not have been that good because they, theirs weren't mm. the single. Mine was the single. So I think that there's a lot of different elements to to Dirks Bentley in that question. Well, I'm right in line with Dirk on his sort of, his sort of uh, ideology about how to handle like if you have criticisms with today's country like you kind of have to wait a little bit to see how it plays out because all the like those legends he speaks of and even more i mean they were they were 
skewered for being pop artists and then um, later became country legends. I mean, Kenny Rogers is one of them. Johnny Cash is who he mentions. You know, I mean, artists like that. It's just an interesting thing. And I don't know that you gain anything by criticizing a, a genre like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I- Hey, I'm not going to say anything. I I, I don't oh, know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on country music as a whole, Evan? Go ahead. What are my thoughts on We're country taping. music? <laughs> yeah, what is it? No one cares. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know. Yeah, I just I mean, we kept it positive, and, and he did as well. Um, all right, so that's coming. Uh, it does feel like he has kind of a bigger year in store, though. I mean, the Gravel and Grold tour is also sort of coming this year. That's based off of his album from 2023 Uh, what else did you want to know from dirks that you got a chance to ask him i was really um curious about the whole taylor swift thing i'm glad that he gave us that story because i know that he was uh you know pushing for her ever since she first got into the business so i thought that was cool and also the fact that um as someone as you know, he was already established. He was Dirks Bentley when he was telling that story back, you know, of the Taylor yeah. Swift. Um, and the fact that he took direction from Taylor Swift, I mean, you know, a, a younger person that hadn't been in the business as long when he when she was like, no, you want clear, you don't want red. I think yeah. that says a lot about <laughs> Dirks, you know, in the genre as a whole. You know, I think that if you look into other genres, um, something like that wouldn't have gone as well, you know. Like if, uh, right, you know, a rock people or rap, you know, rap music, rock music, you know, if if the opener is like, you know, ch- I don't know. I feel like the opener would be like, no, man, this is what I'm doing. And Dirks was like, okay, you're right. And I think yeah. that speaks volumes. Or I, I also think that has to do with him having daughters. Yep. Like yeah, once uh-huh. you have daughters, yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, ego w- can get in the way in those kind of interactions, especially with the dynamics of, you know, you have 2014 Dirks, who was having a peak moment at that time. This was drunk on a plane era, Dirks Bentley. And this is probably like as big as Dirks Scott. Uh, and I don't mean that as a, any sort of dig to the rest of his career. I just think that was probably when he was having the most hits. He was headlining touring. That was certainly a peak. Taylor Swift, though, I mean, she had gone pop and been pop for a couple of years, so she was undoubtedly a bigger star and quite a bit younger than him. So real easy to see another artist not taking that form of direction quite as well as he did. But I imagine, too, there was a little certain respect that she showed maybe in allowing him to pick the song and going with a song that had some great lyrical depth, maybe it's even a song that he wrote. Like, she showed him some respect on the front end of that, and then when it came to the actual show business part of it, that's where she shines. I mean, clearly. <laughs> yeah, and how cool is that of a story, too? Like, uh, you know, your kids and your wife might want to go see Taylor, and then mm-hmm. so you text the manager, and then all of a sudden you're performing. Like, how many people, there's people dying just to get a seat at a Taylor Swift concert, and here comes Dirks Bentley, you know, just, uh, well, we're going now because <laughs> I have to perform. I thought that was so funny. You know, it, what, what else strikes me about that is I remember that tour. And Taylor, the whole tour, she brought a special guest on stage. And in fact, it was a big thing. Every show, you were kind of leaning in to see which special guest. And a lot of them were country. I think Tim McGraw might have gotten an invite. Uh, Miranda Lambert likely did. 
some other men and women in country music who were had some star power behind them. Like that was like as big of a tour as maybe we had seen or even thought of in quite some time. And then you flash forward a decade, and that's almost a footnote to the tour that she's putting on yeah. currently in terms of production and like the hype and the suspense. It's like Holy cow! Where I mean, where does the how far how high can this star go? Not to get on a Taylor Swift rant, but how high up in the air can she go with this? I'm not sure. Do they have a song together? No, Dirk, Dirks and Taylor. No, no. I don't think Dirks has done more than a handful of duets. I know he did one with I believe um, the L King duets and and Miranda Lambert. I think he has a duet with her and um, maybe one or two others, but no Taylor. She really only did one or a handful of country duets. I, I can think of the, Tur- the Keith Urban, Tim McGraw one off the top of my head. Um, and then I'd have to look after that. But she didn't. She wasn't a very. Uh, it wasn't very often that she was a duet partner. You know, the other cool thing I learned about this interview is that um, Taylor Swift's manager name is Tree Pain. Just like T-Pain, but Tree Pain. That's her uh, publicist. Her publicist. What well, a great you, name. Tree Payne. So are you have you looked into the legend of Tree Payne? I did. I, Tree Payne yeah. is not someone I would mess with. That is a, a force within country music she is. I came across her once. Um I don't know that I ever met her, but she was a, a publicist for Warner Music Nashville. So essentially she was Blake Shelton's label publicist at the time that Blake Shelton's star was really blown up. And this is when Blake and Miranda were married. And we had run a story about um, Blake and Miranda selling their house. And we shared some pictures of it. And it turns out it was the wrong house. But it wasn't totally on us. Like, yeah, I mean, it's on us because we misreported the thing. But we had credited another reputable news site that said it was the right house. And it ended up being like Gary Lavox's house or something like that. It was something silly. So. But was we, she nice about it? Was Tree no, nice about it? No, not, not, not nice. She was no, not nice? Not, not one. Like it was, I wish I would have saved the email. You know, it was yeah. definitive to Scathing. say the least. Yeah, yeah. But then she actually followed up because she realized um, we weren't the ones reporting it initially. So then she kind of backtracked a little. And I don't know if she apologized, but we weren't in her doghouse for more than a couple of hours. Okay. But then shortly after, short, shortly after she went with, um, and became Tree Payne's publicist. And you still see her on red carpets. I mean, just beautiful redheaded woman kind of follows behind Taylor Swift. And, you know, on Twitter, there's it's, you can still see her clapping back at people who do her client wrong. I mean, she, she takes no prisoners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to not take anyone you're, you know, Taylor Swift's publicist. That's a big deal nowadays, especially. All right, last question I have for you or a thing I want to talk about. This is one of two back-to-back artists we've asked about their teen daughters learning how to drive. Dirk Bentley is teaching his daughter, Evie, how to drive a car. And next week, we actually have a similar, similar story coming f- from an artist um how are you feeling about teaching your kids how to drive one day and are you going to be the one to do it or your wife (laughs) gotta be my wife man no way really yeah oh yeah no no way i don't i won't have the patience It, it wouldn't even be i wouldn't be scared to crash i would be scared of like just being just overly mean you know well, that's really interesting because you drive so much more. Like you guys take long, long road trips, and you drive 
the entire distance by yourself. Yeah, but she's my wife's got the more patience. Like, no way, I would freak out. I'd be like, why did you do that? And I, I'm, my daughter's four, so I can't picture. I'd still, I picture her having to like, uh, you know, pull over to go potty. So it's hard to really. I'm really not trying to think about teaching her how to drive, Billy. Okay. Fair enough. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs>